0: You are listening to around comics episode 447 i am brian salazar and this is around comics it is thursday with me as always christopher neesman and tom caters what's happening boys how's this is it the most
1: fresh air intro you've ever done
0: well i'm brian i have to
1: Salazar. welcome you're listening to
2: fresh air professional professional, professional.
0: <laughs> um I'm a little down in the dumps, honestly. I don't know if you guys saw the news that Lisa Marie Presley died today. The oh, daughter of Elvis Presley. Yeah. yeah I've been sure. kind of torn
1: up about Jeff Beck.
0: Jeff Beck died the other day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of. Lisa, you know, I, I think, yeah, I
1: saw that she went to the hospital for cardiac arrest, huh?
0: Yeah, and uh, evidently she did not uh, survive, unfortunately. But.
1: She and Michael are finally together again.
0: Um. Yeah, I guess that you can put it that way. Sure.
2: <laughs> so it's one way of tackling yeah, that. It's one way of taking
0: it. Yeah. Anyway, like what's happening? Still,
1: Priscilla's still alive, though, right? Priscilla
0: is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, is. Christ, Priscilla.
3: Break.
0: She's outlived her daughter, and you know Elvis, and yeah, she's had to deal with some high-profile deaths in her life.
3: Yeah, was she, like
0: when, um, Marie,
1: she was probably about our age, right? Was she was she even she's fifty four. No. Okay, so a little bit older
2: yeah. than us. Yeah. yeah, a little bit, a couple years. It's like when, um, it's like what uh, when uh, Jerry Lee Lewis passed away, and he was always like the person that whenever every year it was like, oh, Jerry Lee Lewis is still alive.
3: Like he <laughs> feels like he a should Madonna? be dead. Oh, no, he should have been for
2: years now, now Abe pagoda still
1: like, alive is little richard, I still, there was a little roast richard still alive? Yeah. there was a there was a roast and i forget what comedian it was it was like you know abe bigota you know god rest his soul and and abe was like sitting like five row, standing there five, yeah, five yeah. seats down <laughs>
0: uh, uh no, little richard oh, is no. dead yeah little richard oh, died that's in right yeah. abe Pagoda died in 2016 um yeah, it is. Yeah, Jeff Beck was a weird one because that was like right on the edge of. Uh, for me, you know, I I wasn't. I I can't say I grew up a Jeff Beck fan necessarily, but yeah, but you, you know, were aware his, of him. Yeah, absolutely aware yeah. of Jeff Beck for sure, yeah. and became a fan over over time. But I, I don't think you know, I didn't grow up like listening to, to Jeff Beck. Um, yeah, he was.
1: It was kind of one of the first like guitar only guys that I remember. it's like you know, and then it's like Satriani and those guys kind of come in right Ingve you know, Maelstrom, you know those guys
0: My, Yngwie, Yngwie Mael, yeah, yeah yeah um yeah, there was a lot of them for a while now you have no no guitar heroes any longer I don't, I don't yeah, are any, there I don't know. I guess, like, Jack White maybe is about as close to it as... Yeah, but he sings. I guess, Satri, yeah, he yeah. sings, he writes, writes songs. Yeah, most of
1: those guys, you know. I mean, those guys would put out, like, instrumental records. You don't see that anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, Malmstein. Yeah, Malmsteen. Ingve y- Malmsteen was all, like, classical music on and, and the guitar, and yeah. Well, you know, cool Jimi so. Hendrix didn't want to sing. Jimi Hendrix was just, you know, he was yeah. going to be just a guitar player in a band, but then someone convinced him to sing, and then you got you got jimmy you got jimmy and the experience uh, ah yeah. anyway yeah all so right it's around music tonight around music we never know what we're going to talk about it rarely ever is it comic nope. books once in a while, <laughs> <But> <laughs> a while.
1: sometimes we have sometimes a shared comic to talk about tonight
0: we do we have a shared what shared read, experience uh... <laughs> oh a shared experience sounds kinky <laughs> sounds a little kinky Stead. Well, uh. Uh, yeah, I read. Uh, I well, I, I haven't finished it, but I've been reading the 2017 Thanos Returns uh, by Jeff Lemire and Mike DiAdato Jr. Um, and I really like it. It's really good. Yeah. It's it's interesting because it's it's not so much about Thanos. I mean, it is, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's like a heist movie almost. You have. Um, champion of the universe and uh he goes in, and he's sent by uh the son of thanos thane to go find starfox and um what's her name i can't think of the uh the blue what's the blue uh thanos nebula. Not daughter nebula, nebula. nebula. and he, so he's like putting together this team to kill thanos because he he's found out thanos has returned but thanos is weakened there's something wrong there's something killing Thanos already, so they figured that now is the best time to to try and kill the mad god. So it's yeah, it's pretty good. Mike Diadato art is pretty awesome. He does How good is stuff that guy? well. Yeah, he I it's, think he's gotten better like in the last you know, five, seven years or whatever than mm-hmm. he was even back when he was doing like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Like I like his stuff now Wouldn't even he, more. Was
1: was Thunderbolts one of his runs that we kind of got to know that him as an artist and i feel like he that sounds right for a long time
0: that sounds right i don't i don't remember yep. honestly but he's always
1: he's always been a really awesome artist that works on books that i don't read
0: <laughs> thunderbolt um yeah uh but it's a pretty cool book man like i i just i like it, it was weird when i was reading like oh this is interesting because it's a it's almost like if you took a plot for a different movie or something Mm -hmm. and just sort of twisted it to a comic book with these very well-known characters you know thanos and i guess i don't know if star fox and and the 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 champion of the universe are that well known star fox will
1: be in a couple
0: years Oh, he is, things, yeah, yeah, Harry Styles, yeah. yeah, already my favorite, my daughter's favorite superhero. He's been right. in, a, you know, one, one. end scene <laughs> of a fucking movie,
1: yeah, like what, like maybe what six seconds of screen time. Favorite yeah. Marvel character, <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, but I love his design for the champion universe. It's just like a gigantic, hulking figure and wild hair and yeah and. uh, <laughs> just yeah i don't know i it's a it's a interesting coming off of like the avengers movies and how thanos was such a big part of the mcu yeah. and then you know like it seems like they've kind of melded that into the comics a bit more mm-hmm. you know not not overtly necessarily but it's you know you kind of get the same flavor of that thanos and and just that um history of the character
2: to some degree but
0: yeah it's really good i I mean if you haven't read it
2: i was gonna say like the marvel movies is sort of like to me not the definitive thanos but i think like the way they treated him you know it's like one of those things where sometimes like a character is used in a different type of property and all of a sudden it's very like clarifying about what yes. they are, and it's like, yes. oh, this is what he is, right? Because a yeah. lot of these characters accumulate all this stuff, you know, over the years, and it can kind of feel like something like Thanos and uh, Thanos, and you know, the Marvel movies. It's like, oh, like actually simplified down to like, oh, okay, that's what he is, and then it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we should use him. <laughs> like, I get, what, I, I, I get think what it is. is. One of those characters that.
1: Uh, after Starlin was done, you know, and you do the infinity gauntlet, he's one of those, well, what do we do with him now? Kind of characters. Yeah. Cause he's,
0: he's well, so, my, powerful. so powerful. Yeah, he's yeah. Such a, my, yeah,
2: my thing yeah. with a lot of like the, you know, I've read like infinity gauntlet, which is a cool book, mm-hmm. but it's very like, it's almost like hard. It's so unique in, like, what it's doing, it almost feels separated from, like, Marvel in a weird way to me, in my mind. Like, all that cosmic stuff, like, happens someplace. Yeah. Yeah, like, happens someplace else. And, like, like, never felt like Thanos was really, like, connected to the Marvel Universe. Like, as tight as you would assume from, like, the, you know, and this is, I'm obviously not the Biggest Marvel reader of all time. So I might be misreading that, but it certainly feels like, oh, actually, he could be, you know, central to this universe and actually, like, kind of in a role that's much bigger yeah. than you'd imagine. Yeah,
1: he was, I think he was a very good choice for the MCU to be like, oh, okay, we're going to use this guy as, as, you know, the central cog to tell mm-hmm. all of these different stories. But you know, I know what you're getting at because Marvel, I think, from the beginning, has has felt has had that like street, cool street level vibe to it. You know, a yeah. lot of their a lot of their characters, well, you know, the common guy, the Peter Parkers, the you know, and the Thanos was character.
2: always like out there, you, yeah. know? And and like, most, you know,
1: and then yeah, yeah, Starling comes around in the '70s and it's like, oh no, we're gonna get weird with shit. Yeah, and then
2: it's like its own thing, you know, yeah. and it's like
0: well you even like people would refer to it as sort of like cosmic marvel you know or yeah, marvel, yeah, i mean you, yeah. marvel cosmic it's like it was his own universe almost and and you're right it was but i also think like thanos was kind of an odd character like yeah the idea that his motivation was bizarre it was like oh he mm-hmm. he was in love with death well that, that and yeah. that's why he wanted to kill so many people it's like okay that's a really kind of when you take that away from like the 1990s comic book and you try and then make that into a movie for in, in the, you know, in the 2000s, the twenty, it's like, yeah, that doesn't work. We have to change that. And they did, and they made it more, more sense of like, now, you know, he yeah. has his own yeah motivation of why he's doing it is he actually thinks he's a good guy. Um, yeah. And that, like you said, that clarified the character. And now it's like, oh, yeah, it's not as weird or bizarre of an idea of like, oh, he's in love with the entity of death, which is really yeah. kind of like a, yeah, I mean, he doesn't I guess it's have kind of to just
2: be like Sounds in funny. your. I always thought of like the Marvel cosmic stuff is like, um, like not Shakespearean in the sense of like classic literature, but Shakespearean in the sense of like very melodramatic and like metaphor, like yeah. filled in very like. Uh, Thanos is in love with death, which is such like right. a. <laughs> like a goth teen, like viewpoint, you know, as opposed to like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with being a goth teen. That's obviously, a,
3: <laughs> but you know, it was like its
2: own tone, you know, where it was like, oh, this is where like stoned philosophy majors are reading, you know, these comics where there's like abstract uh, concepts, reading like Captain yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> Marvel like,
1: over and over again. Yeah. so even as a well, kid, i think it's it was hard it's like i like,
2: it was like what is it like, eternity like <laughs> you know like just hard to like you go yeah, to the I'm living like, planet what yeah yeah i'm just like um, I like when spider-man fights uh the vulture <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: living planet what <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, it, it, yeah, I did. It, I mean, he does go back to the seventies and the Captain Marvel comics, and so that I think that
3: sure.
0: you know, and and like I said, Starlin and those guys uh, certainly they were going for a different audience. They were going for those college yeah. kids. They weren't necessarily going yeah. for um, yeah.
1: their know, their target 12-year-olds. market was the stoned
2: philosopher, a major. Yeah, yeah. Like,
3: yeah, yeah. We're exactly. gonna have this
2: character is in love with who death death mistress death oh damn but i think it's
0: it's also you know it's weird because even in the movies you know like the idea of thanos fighting captain america how does that work exactly how does cap not just get smashed like a bug like i love captain america but
2: yeah it's like
0: like, you have to have some sort of uh you know mechanism in there so that that works in some yeah. way you know and it's it it is an odd thing where you have these yeah god-like creatures and then these yeah. you know sort of oh, Hawkeye that is
1: gonna shoot some arrows at him oh
0: yeah. No, yeah right yeah
1: exactly anymore hey, yeah
0: hawkeye poor yeah. jenner jeremy not to bring the show back down but yeah jeremy t- he, had a, he
1: had a rough weekend
0: yeah snowplow accident S- what the fuck
1: damn so me being a a, a scani now i'm thinking snowplow i'm thinking you really like,
0: call it you're not a Scani if you call yourself a Scani. Living
2: did, in you Wisconsin. See the, did you see the look <laughs> on my face?
0: When I... <laughs> <laughs> Only assholes that have been there for less than two years call themselves Scani. Dude, I've
2: been here for six years now. Anyway, I have I never, so ever referred... I Nobody that is from Wisconsin has ever in a thousand years referred to themselves <laughs> as a Scani. <laughs>
3: anyway... <laughs> It was yeah. no go on, go on. it's like go on it's like yay wide on, yes. you know
1: it's it's you know, two wheels and 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 so i'm thinking what kind of what did he get his hand caught in it whatever no it was like a snow plow like a <clears throat> city snow plow
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no he got hit yeah. by something he wasn't yeah it yeah. wasn't like he no no yeah he, he he's lucky he's not dead uh the, yeah. and he may lose a leg is is what i really but yeah i I don't know yeah yeah i might lose one of his legs i don't know i I haven't read into it that much but that's the last i heard damn hope hopefully he'll be okay i like good thing they got the the,
1: good thing they got the the gal ready to take over
0: yeah well yeah i think he was he was done with probably the marvel universe anyway but uh yeah i'm sure that's uh i'm sure marvel will figure it out i'm sure marvel will be okay (laughs) regardless Martin, of Jeremy Renner like, Oh shit. No. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's out.
2: Disney's <laughs> needs Jeremy, gonna survive. What are we going to do? Yeah. I have how, a lot how, of how will we survive? Yeah. Jeremy Renner, it's you know, it's yeah. I, it's <laughs> I think they'll be okay. Jeremy Renner, it's like he such had such an interesting career where like I don't know, he parlayed like the Hurt Locker into Marvel movies and then Yeah. Uh, his own weird band that was in jeep commercials which i'm obsessed with because they're so like crazy nonsensical like just insane i used to send them to my work partner all the time the youtube (laughs) video of it i'd be like hey check this out it was about our version of rick rolling was sending the jeremy renner jeep ad commercials where he's like kicking stones in the desert and then like his band is playing and it's like what what's ha- what's what's happening at this commercial did they pay him or did he just like can i put my band in this and that's like the trade-off for it he had his yeah. own amazon store yeah so it's interesting more power to him and hopefully right. he's okay
0: not to shit on jeremy renner and and yeah. at all but i will let's just go through his, his
1: oh no yeah. it's gonna Oh, the pre-Hurt Locker, um, Jeremy. So he
0: started, off, he started off with the uh, the role of Mark Daggs D'Agostino in National Lampoon's Senior Trip, 1995. <laughs> then he played Jack in Paper Dragons. Don't know what that is. Then he played Remy in Fish in a Barrel. Don't know what that is. He played Jeffrey Dahmer in Dahmer in 2002, which hey, I don't think oh. I ever saw. That same year, he's in Monkey Love.
2: Dahmer has become our modern Joker. Who will play Dahmer <laughs> next? Which yeah. is really messed up. But
0: <laughs> people love Dahmer. People uh, love it. Though. Weird. Scotty's Scotty's loved Dahmer. Yeah.
2: Uh, love
0: love I'm
1: getting that T-shirt. Scotty's loved Dahmer.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was in the 2003 SWAT.
2: Um, yeah, um, yeah, I remember that.
0: Then he was in a movie called The Heart is Deceitful Above All Things. Okay, Not long sure title. I never saw that. Yeah. Uh, a Little Trip to Heaven in 2005. He did one, two, three, four, five movies in 2005. So he did A Little yeah, Trip to Heaven. he's a working actor at this point. You know, North, still... Count, North, North Country, 12 uh-huh. and Holding, Neo-Ned, and then The Lords of Dogtown, which is mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. No, I remember Lords that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006, he did Love Comes to an Executioner or Love Comes to the Executioner. Um, and then he was in Uh, 2007, he was in The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, uh, which we talked
1: about on uh, Film Force 5. Film
0: Force 5, we did. Uh, and then he was biggest, also in that was one
1: of your biggest box office bust
0: movies. It was, it was a gigantic <laughs> box office bust. Um, he was also in twenty-eight days or twenty-eight weeks later as Sergeant I, Doyle.
1: Yeah, I really liked that. Movie. He was yeah, he was one of the one of the military guys.
0: So he's and a military then, guy. Yeah, and then two thousand seven he was also in a movie called Take. Yeah, he does have that short, tough guy kind of. Hmm. Um, and then two thousand eight was The Hurt Locker, and that yeah. really all of a sudden he started making. Uh, he was. He did a movie called Ingenious after that. And then he was in the town yeah. with um which he's very good ben in. Affleck. Ben Affleck. Uh,
1: I describe it ben as Affleck. the as the probably had trouble graduating high school but likes to shoot things vibe.
0: Uh Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. He was in that. Yeah. Then Thor, The Avengers, The Born Legacy.
1: That was uh, bad. That was bad. That was bad.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's a it's a born movie. What do you want from a born movie? Come on. Uh, and then he's been in a bunch of, you know, like a dozen, two dozen movies since then, um, including Glass Onion, uncredited. Uh, so, yeah, he, I'm he's not, around he's,
1: with snowplows. He's obviously. He's I, I don't think he was sitting inside drinking cocoa and working out.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Who knows? who knows uh but yeah it, it is interesting that like one movie uh really just completely changed his entire career i mean he was he was a working actor for over 10 years 13 years <laughs> and then boom the hurt locker and he's a fucking giant action star after that and yeah. multi multi millionaire that's that's pretty wild that's pretty cool though but he is a good yeah. actor i mean i like jeremy oh, yeah. jeremy yeah. Renner quite good.
1: You want you want to talk about a working actor? Um, I saw that. I don't know yes. if this is the exact movie, but uh, Nick Cage um, with uh, uh, Renfield is coming out. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's his hundredth movie.
0: He'll make anything.
2: I mean, he's he got taxes anything. to pay. He's got he's got castles he's paid for that he needs to yeah. But uh, that's in, like his hundredth movie. The man's in that's debt. Nuts.
0: I mean, it's not that hard to make movies when you make a lot of shitty ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not well, like he's, and he's that, made yeah. some
1: wonderful movies. He's been in. He's the lead actor in one of your all-time favorite movies listen, I
0: I I have said I do give him, he is the I, biggest I, conundrum in 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 yeah. Hollywood to me because he has absolutely had I mean he's won an Academy Award. He has had some phenomenal performances yeah. and he's made a shit ton of bad movies. You, you know what right. He's, like, he's I been in a bunch of
2: bad know. movies, he's been in a bunch of like weird bad movies, a bunch of good weird movies, like just the movies that movies. are just like con air. Just like an action, you know, like you know, like giant. Face-off. He had
0: a whole phase yeah. of
2: action movies. <laughs> yeah, Con Air, Just The really Rock, Face Off, Face Off. I mean,
0: yeah, he, he could have lived on
1: National Treasure movies forever.
0: He's he's had every type of Hollywood leading man career. Oh, you okay. know what I mean? Like he's done it all. He's been he's so been, he, been teenage in romantic heartthrob. comedies, teenage oh, yeah. heartthrob. He's been in weird indie films. He's been he's done uh, 20 freaking horror movies he has done you know gigantic action blockbusters he's done it all he's done every good and bad he has touched every corner of hollywood filmmaking that there is to do i don't other i mean i don't even know what else he could do that he hasn't already done you know it's yeah. just insane have the, have you the, seen
1: the, the trailer for for it's runfield right is it runfield runfield
0: renfield i think renfield renfield have you seen the trailer i have not (laughs) uh i have (laughs) not
1: looks looks really good it's yeah it it looks it's the guy from uh well it's the guy that played young beast in like x-men first class nick nicholas Uh, holtz he's in have you seen the menu
2: yet tom i haven't seen it yet but yeah he's he's
1: he's one of the mains in that um that guy's popping up everywhere but yeah he plays renfield and uh yeah, it looks uh, it it looks really entertaining. You get full Nick, Nick
2: Cage. Nick Cage is putting it all in. Actually, uh, Nick, Nick Cage is Dracula,
1: and he said he warned his he warned his fans and said, honestly, I'm
0: not in the movie a whole lot. Did you know that this is this is a Ro- Robert Kirkman is one of the producers? Really, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. I just I just happened to see. Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Uh, it's directed by Chris McKay.
1: Can you call it up? Do we want to watch the? Do we want to do a an instant take? Instant trailer. Take?
2: I, can instant trailer. <laughs> Hold on. I mean, here. is there any type of movie that Nicholas Cage could do that you'd be surprised? No, I'm i mean, it'd be like, it'd be like. I mean, oh, I wouldn't yeah.
3: be
0: shocked if he just did a porn, like oh, a full well, yeah. fledged a full porn, porn movie,
2: and- just to oh, do okay.
0: it. They're like, you know, and yeah, yeah, we we would probably like, people would yeah. be. Yeah, people would, would be fine with it. Like you know what I mean? Like people wouldn't even blink an eye, I don't think. But um let's see. One day I would you... love to run down in
1: detail the whole Nick Cage action comics number one thing. Sounds like a I, film I,
2: force I, five. Top five Nicolas Cage. I think we've already done that.
0: Oh, we dead. did we did, we did, yeah, we did top five Nicolas Cage movies.
1: Yeah. And we I haven't done like,
0: you know, you five. did what?
1: Red, Red Rock, Red Rock West, which is actually a very good movie.
0: Red Rock West, I did that, and uh, an adaptation, which is my favorite. Adaptation,
2: mm-hmm. adaptation. Yeah.
0: Adaptations, Adaptations one of my favorite films of all time. Like I love yeah, that phenomenal. movie. I think It's mentioning brilliant. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Here's the uh, here's the trailer. Oh my god. god!
3: Sorry to interrupt. Are you okay? I need to get out
2: of a toxic relationship.
0: Could you guys hear it?
2: Oh, Why don't yeah. you yes. Why do start by telling no. us what brought you here? My boss, he's different. You can't get him out of your head. No. I need your assistance. I'm coming, master. Oh, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers. Wouldn't even need to snap. Okay. Uh-huh, that sounds
3: familiar. Yeah, what? Renfield, bring me in innocent victims. I want a of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders. And I just want a normal life again. I
0: love the idea of like uh,
2: this modern world is. A Renfield's game.
0: a tortured, you know, yeah. millennial.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You saved my life. Did I watch you cut a guy with a decorative serving platter? It's all in the wrist.
2: Let me explain.
3: My boss gave me this power. In return, I tend to his needs, including care,
2: feeding. You bring in people to eat?
3: You're like the guy that gets the villain's postmates.
2: But if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? He won't grow to full power. Exactly, he won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes. Hi, are you here for the meeting? Well, come on.
3: No, no! No,
2: I mean, the the Dark One, Uh, others.
0: The Lord of Death. To most, I am
1: the (laughs) Dracula. Okay, obviously we're dealing with a
2: little bit more than just narcissism here now let's eat
0: <sighs> i mean Don't that, fun? that it fun? does look pretty fun yeah not bad, but, but, I, but i will say this like the idea that nicholas cage would be a terrific like antagonist in that idea like not only do you work for a vampire, but he's also super eccentric. I mean, that's Nicolas Cage in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you never know what this fucking guy is going to want or ask for, or what kind of craziness. You know, I, I it would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was written by someone that worked for Nicolas Cage, like his assistant at some point, <laughs> and you know, just. They're like, yes, um,
2: this, this is this capture.
3: Yeah. C- control Nicholas alt time replace,
2: replace Nicolas Cage with Dracula you know just break out your word document shortcuts right. to like change the yeah. script
0: Um, uh, Chris McKay uh, Chicagoan um, spent most of his childhood in Chicago growing up he was inspired by Alfred Hitchcock films decided to pursue film uh, he attended Southern Illinois University <gasps> and uh, no dogs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. went to Columbia college in Chicago for two years. There
3: you go.
0: And his fill, he attended his first film shoot, uh, the 1989 comedy, uncle buck with John. Kennedy. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. How about nice. that? So that's, that's who's directing it. So Chicago guy. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That, looks, that looks pretty My funny. alma mater. Yeah. He's a Saluki. Um... So you're a scoony and a Saluki. A, yeah. Scani, Scani Scani saluka Saluki Yeah Saluki
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: out there. this is um I briefly uh uh speaking of movies and, and uh so I know I mentioned you Chris a friend of mine who's a photographer and a cinematographer um mm-hmm. who who's been working on like music videos for the last few years But he's shooting a a small, a short film with a friend, some friends of his, like a short horror comedy film. And I've known him since forever. And uh, we were, I was at his birthday party and we were drunk and talking. And he's like, I, you know, and I was like, well, how do I get involved? You know, I'd love to just help out on the movie and just get involved in it. And then we were talking more and more and he's like, well, I want to shoot more. He's like, I have all the equipment and I'm just trying to learn how to do, you know, like short films. He's like, if you want to come up with a script about something, I'll, let's nice. do it. Let's shoot. We'll shoot something. So it's picking up some steam. Like we're, we're, we're kind of uh, halfway done with the script of nice. something set set in a comic book store. So uh, we nice. may have to reach out to some, some people it's we right. know where we can shoot this in a comic book store. You should shoot uh,
1: it in the comic book store in Oak Park.
0: No, no, God, all... no. <laughs> Is it a
2: horror movie? Like a dark...
0: No, no. <laughs> oh, you No, know, it has a very 90s sort of, uh, you know, clerks kind of uh, empire records. You could do of... that at
1: Dark Tower for sure.
0: Yeah, I was thinking Dark Tower Challenge. I don't know which one. Yeah, something somewhere around. too nice.
1: And Beatty runs uh... in night. 19- comics shop but yeah challengers is all like boutiquey
0: yeah i don't know we'll see but um yeah so keep that in mind for i don't know when maybe later this year uh i might wrangle you guys in into yeah
1: do a cameo
0: yeah absolutely be we'll be the, we'll be the
1: podcasters leaving the store
0: <laughs> we'll, well, there's a few roles that you know you might be able to fill. So, we're, we're <laughs> I, to
1: the our, I mean, sales characters
2: making back. fun of us, just, <laughs> just roasting us, just like look at these two virgins. <laughs> 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 well,
3: no, losers. there's one. Well,
0: there's one I could see you playing, Tom. Actually, it's pretty. It's it. There's not a lot of dialogue, but it's a funny yeah. uh, role of like basically a guy trying to buy a comic while the you know the the two kids that work there are just arguing about comics and yeah. he, you know and he just is getting more and more frustrated because he just wants to buy the fucking comic and they will to buy this comic win. book yeah kids but, these days so kids these days uh so yep there's that what i was oh, what was the other thing i was gonna um shit i was gonna bring up and i forgot I don't know. I don't know. What else you guys got? Anything else? I was going to ask some video
1: game advice, but like, you guys have a lot. Don't play. I'm done, man. Yeah. I'm in a. I'm in a video game valley right now. I'm having trouble finding anything I want to play.
0: Dude, that'll play anything that's not ten years old. So I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Gods of War. I heard that's good. The, you the, ever played the those?
1: God of War Ragnarok? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played the other one. I've got the one. The other one like free for on like the PlayStation membership thing. So I've never played it before. Have you played any of those?
0: No, I have not. I've heard they're all good, but I haven't played any of them.
1: Yeah. I just, I, I finished up one called deliver us the moon, which uh it's basically just a unreal engine show off game, but it's a big puzzle game where you, you're a, an astronaut that has to go to this moon base and, and figure out this mystery mm-hmm. and get this energy source, you know, back online to save Earth. Uh it was okay. It's fine. But yeah, I'm I'm waiting for like I guess Hogwarts Legacy got pushed back again to like summer. Um the the new Jedi, the new Star Wars Jedi oh. uh fallen order looks pretty good. So yeah, yeah I'm in between I love games- that
2: I love that game. I was I was I you could see my facial expression change when we went from Hogwarts Remus to Jedi Fallen Order, you like? Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like oh, oh, okay. Did you, like, play,
1: did you play through that the whole game?
2: A, yeah, like, and then oh, we're talking about a real game here. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. talking talk game, not Hogwarts. I'm not, I'm not playing that Harry Potter. That Harry Potter show. I've
0: been, I've been trying to finish Cyberpunk 2077 for like a year now. It's yeah. you know, I play it for. An hour at a time, and it'll take. Did me. you
2: lose? You, did, is it too immersive? Is there too much, like, too many things to do that you just like? Oh, it's there's it.
0: just so many side jobs, and I have this weird, like, it's like lightest mentality.
2: Yeah, it's like
0: I, it's like, oh, you know, but great. some of them, are, my whole life is side, most jobs. of them are fun. Most the of side them jobs are
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: most of them are pretty good, but there's some weird ones where it's like, <laughs> I gotta go talk to a monk and meditate. I'm like, I really don't want to do this like why am I meditating and it's that's all it is like there's this. no yeah <laughs> like do you think I have time to meditate in a video game I don't have time to meditate yeah. in my
2: real life <laughs> and I, I should be doing this in life yeah
0: why are you making me meditate in a video game and then like there was a weird one where like you're following this dude who is like this murderer who uh was released from prison but now he's like tried to save his you know he he had like salvation with jesus yeah. but he's such a he's such a religious freak now that he's going to oh. kill himself yeah um
1: and like and you gotta record keep the- from committing suicide right
0: yeah and finally i'm like just fucking do it dude you want to do it you seem committed go ahead kill yourself i don't say uh, yeah, I don't yeah. Give a shit all right up, that's just there's a yeah, there's,
1: there's a, there's a side mission with a sentient gun that is awesome
0: Oh, I don't think I, I I didn't run into that one yet. Oh, I just remember fun, huh? when I, like when I first started playing that game, I think I kind of cheated in a way is in that I ran into I ran into a mission that I think was way I mean, I was like 8th level and I think you needed to be like 25th level to to kill this <laughs> you got to assassin <laughs> the first time. But then I kept going back and over time I figured out how to kill him without Mm. him being able to kill me. And it was almost like a, it was like a trick. Like I shouldn't have been able to do it, but then I got a shit ton of fucking weapons from him. And then I just leveled up like, you know, exponentially because I had weapons that I probably shouldn't have had. I don't know. It's the
1: the video game bell curve where you're like, I'm getting destroyed. I'm getting destroyed. I'm Okay. I'm kind of fighting things off. Now I'm kind of like evenly matched and then all of a sudden you're a god,
0: yeah. And then I'm just one yeah. shot killing everything from. Yeah. Then you're like a, walking a into a
1: warehouse with like 25 guys with rocket launchers, and you're just fucking mowing them down left and right. Yeah, and you, yeah. You, you, yeah, you know you're going to be fine. It's it's actually one of the things about video games I enjoy is getting <laughs> is getting to the. I mean, that's your reward for slogging through all this shit. Is now you're a
0: right. Guy. Yeah, yeah. you get to just waste everything. Yeah, it is weird. It is odd, but it's a cool game. I mean, it's a beautiful game and it's, 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 it, there's some weird things to it that I don't quite understand why it's built the way that it is, but I enjoy the game. It's, it is, but it is sometimes oh, where yeah. like, I'll play for three hours and I haven't really accomplished anything. Like I haven't, I haven't no. progressed in the story at all. I've just done a bunch of side missions. And like I said, I get this you- weird, like
2: does it make me yeah it's like what? it's You'll- like when i play a game and that happens i don't know i feel like i'm like oh shit like i feel like death has creeped up closer on me like <laughs> like all i did with side missions and i'm like this but then yeah. my life is just side like what, what did i just do did i
3: <laughs> i just a very wasted a moment
2: <laughs>
0: It is a weird thing of like not only am I wasting time I'm wasting time while I'm wasting time.
2: Wasting time, Like I'm yeah. not
0: even a com- <laughs> This is a, I'm wasting that's time in a game but I'm,
2: it's, I – yeah, that's, that's why I liked – That's why I I liked the uh, um fallen order because it was like you always kind of felt like it was kind of propelling you, you know? So it's like a story. this yeah, it's yeah. a story so it's like you never really feel like bogged down in like sure there's puzzles to solve but i mean they're never that like insane that you're like it took me three days to figure out how to do this like part to it so it just feels like you're kind of in a movie 25 percent of the way which is fine which right. is actually like, what i prefer i prefer that yep. to like the t- almost too much autonomy and almost too much like what am i yeah, going to do like i it's weird because it's an open world game, but it's not,
1: right? Yeah, they're it's definitely an open like world game, you. but there's a very linear, linear storyline that you have to follow.
2: Yeah, but it's like always gives you enough freedom that you don't. It doesn't feel constrained, you know. So it's yeah. like you can run around this whole place and do all kinds of. You can find stuff, but like you don't have to. Like you can just like figure out I the puzzles. Weird... and...
0: Yeah, well and that's like I get going. in a weird thing too like oh, I want to get all the I want to get all the side missions done and then I'll do the main mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like That's this how weird I, play. Kind I love of, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it but it is kind of like I don't know why why I do that, but I don't know. Yeah. It is more I don't fun know, that, because because You know
1: of, that whenever you when you finish the main storyline, it's like, yeah, when I finish the main story, I'm not going to fuck around going
2: back and doing all these side quests. Well, so I, I mainly you know, as I go. like if we're talking like what we're actually spending time playing games, I'm usually playing like Mario Party
3: or, <laughs> you know,
2: or Mario Purely Super Strikers fun. with the kids. So when I'm playing like an adult, like a game for me, like the side quest games, I, you know, I play the game so infrequently that if I spend time doing side quests, I'm like, I don't even know, like, what did I just do? Like, I just like did like do any i'm gonna well, forget
0: that's, all this. that's the problem too i have is like i'll play a game for a good couple of months and then i won't play it for six months right. and then i'll come back to it and be like oh yeah i don't know yeah i'll just keep playing it again um and that's why i've been playing this game since it came out like i got it the day it came out and i'm still playing it so i guess it's a value right like mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> i've got know, my money's it. worth Mm-hmm. Well, that
1: that brings up an interesting, maybe interesting discussion. Um, cyberpunk 2077 was hotly anticipated. This was going to be, you know, like almost automatically game of the year. Everyone was looking for it. it's the same. It's the same studio that did uh, uh the Witcher series, and it had been tons of hype on this cyberpunk you know game that they're that they're working on like years of hype building up to this and it releases and it's buggy as fuck. Yeah. And it just starts getting panned by people. It's, you know, internet trolls are just piling on to this game. I didn't think it was that bad when it came out. I'm the same as you. I bought it when it came out and played it and enjoyed it, but yeah, there was some buggy stuff going on in it. I need to go back cuz I've heard that it has gotten exponentially better since it released and they've, you know, fixed things, patched things. And I think that people have kind of gotten over the original like bad launch of it and now it has a big following. I mean, in even in other media like comics, movies, TV, can you think of things that were so hyped up and underperformed but then actually Caught a second wind and and kind of became as good as they were originally built to be. It's a really odd, odd thing that wind, they've been able to do. Seven. <laughs> Windows Seven, there you go. Yeah, all of this. Yeah, I think it's different with I mean? software. If it's, if it's software,
0: weird. you know, I, I'm in the software industry now, and um yeah. it's just how software is made. Like you you're never going to be quite done with it and y- yeah. you know it's like the first release is something of value but uh, you you're knowing that you're going to have updates and and mm-hmm. re-releases with video games a little tougher because you know if something's really buggy it does kill the momentum of it but yeah, yeah i mean I, I i'm trying to think of like any you know in a def- in a different i mean i guess there's tons of movies that shit you know sh- yeah. shit the bed at the box office but then You know, had huge numbers in rental. You know, when that was a thing, or or over Um,
1: time became, you know, cult classics. Or yeah, cult. I mean, I think you could. I think you Um, see that
0: with things on streaming. Like
1: you know, we talked about it last week. Idiocracy. Yeah, that that movie did how much? Like four and a half million dollars box office. No, not even.
0: No, no, no. It was like four hundred thousand dollars in the box office
1: what is now like a cult classic with name actors, you know, in it. So, yeah,
0: I think you, I think you've seen that with streaming to a certain degree, there's been certain things that have like, you know, Mm -hmm. not worked on a certain platform and then get picked up by Netflix or something and, and have a, you know, uh, more success, you know, Cobra Kai uh, was on YouTube that started on YouTube and, and, and you know, and now it's on Netflix and it's had five Mm -hmm. seasons or whatever it is, or, um you know so i think you do see that to a certain degree of things picking up uh i don't know about comics it's hard that's a weird one like comics i don't know like stuff like what would be the equivalent like it came out in single issues and nobody gave a shit and then well i you know what i do have one for you um uh uh darwin cook's uh uh the what's oh the the parker stuff no no not the parker stuff the new frontier no that particular. came out in single in single issues. Nobody gave a shit. Oh, that's right. And then it came out in, you know, like that hardcover. And absolute, all of a sudden, yeah. the, absolute, the absolute, absolute edition came out and people yeah. fucking called it a classic. But I remember when it came anyway, out in single issues, like nobody fucking cared about that book. Uh, I, I remember, like, I didn't really know about that book until months and months and months after. And I went back and... My, my local comic shop and they had all the original Singles. issues like just cover price because they couldn't sell them yeah uh, which i which i think i still have somewhere but um so yeah that the, i think that stuff happens to some degree like it it gets yeah. a second life somewhere you know yeah
1: but it's weird but, you know the difference with with cyberpunk is that it was really fucking hyped up and then it fucking changed. oh yeah. <laughs> And well, it I think has rebounded,
0: but I think the tanking was part of the hype, like in the yeah. sense that the fans were so rabid and they were so angry mm-hmm. because it kept getting delayed <laughs> because yes. it wasn't it wasn't ready yeah. for release, and then finally the company's like, "Well, fuck it, we're gonna release it because yeah. fans All right, are going here crazy." Go. Here, here it you is. go, and then it's full of bugs because it wasn't ready to be released. And fans shit on it. And it's just like, well, you can't have it both ways, you know? Like, you, you, what, what the fuck? But I, I was with you. I played it. And I'm like, ah, there's a <laughs> few bugs. But it wasn't yeah. anything that really stopped me from from yeah. enjoying the game. Well, also,
2: like, the the nature of games is so different, you know? Like, they can update it. There can be new things right. added to it. Like, it's kind of a living it's a living yeah. document, right? It doesn't yeah. exist statically. So it's like, it's not like the perception. Old where you would buy the Nintendo
1: cartridge. And that was it. Yeah, it's literally like, oh,
2: action. Yeah.
0: Literally part of my job now um, is convincing people that that is how software is built is that you, you know, you have an idea as a company that you want an application built. And most of the time, these people are like, this is we want it to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And you go, OK, but we want that in three months. And it's like, well, we can't give you that. No, nobody can give you all of that in three months. How about if we give you part of that in three months and then three months after that, we give you another part. And then three months after that, we give you and in two years, you have it all. And we can do that because it's software. And that first part's going to be valuable to you and your customers and whoever uses it. It just won't be everything you want. And that's a really difficult thing for people to, especially like people our age and older, to comprehend. Like it's part, it literally is part of my job to try and explain this to people of like, okay, we're going to, our first release, we're going to get something quick out to you. And it's going to work, but it's not going to have everything you want. It just can't.
2: You know? George Lucas was ahead of his time.
0: George George Lucas was definitely ahead of <laughs> You'd be his everything. Time. Awesome. God, I'm
2: re- like I'm, I'm just going to update uh... this movie. You know, like I'm just <laughs> like I'm, here we go. To here, it's been 30 years since we updated it. Here you go. We got now. There's this scene, and it's like, oh damn! Like he's treating it like software. We're just yeah. going to keep getting new releases. Yeah, and oh, this guy. Shot I,
0: first uh, I think I've mentioned it on the uh, podcast before, but I'm reading this book um, called easy writers and raging bulls. Mm-hmm. And it's all about mm-hmm. the new Hollywood, the new seventies. And it's a great it, book. It, oh, it's such it's a, a good, good book. fucking book. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so entertaining and there's so many stories in it. And it's so much of like, holy shit. Like, the ideas you have of Steven Spielberg and, and L- George Lucas and Coppola and Scorsese and all these guys um, whose movies I've been, you know, worshipping for years. And, and it's just like the ideas you have of them are not necessarily, you know, in, in good and bad ways, what yeah. you think they were, you know, and, and the book is just, it's a really good book if you're interested in, in that. But um, the the stuff on Lucas and Spielberg... Is interesting for sure because, you know, it was like they they were part of the new wave of Hollywood, but they kind of killed. They it killed at the it. same time. Yeah, they yeah, killed they it. You know, the they created the blockbuster. You know, and and uh, but it's fascinating. It's a fascinating yeah. read. It's really a great book. Yeah, I um, mean, like
1: Jaws redefined the summer movie, right
0: yeah i I mean i can't even begin to try and explain it as well i mean you really just have to read it because it's so well like it's so intertwined with so many other Mm -hmm. storylines and like Mm -hmm. how the ramifications of jaws what the ramifications of jaws were and then how star wars you know took that even up a notch and then at the same time you had like uh apocalypse now you know and and the godfather and all the you know it's like it it just was such this short period of time that so many things happened to sort of upheave the culture of hollywood you know in in a decade it was amazing but completely shifted things so much and then you know this book doesn't really go into it but at the end of that then you have the 80s and you have the video rental stores and how that changed yeah. everything, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's fascinating Direct stuff. Video I mean, movies. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Complete Canon films and, and you oh know, God. all canon. that stuff.
1: That's that's have I you mean, mean, seen a documentary on Canon films. Oh
0: yeah. Electric it's boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to
2: say the cool thing about that book is like, uh, I always thought it was like sort of explaining like where Spielberg, like, spielberg really is from that group of directors like that's yeah. where he comes from you know like he's right
0: oh he's yeah like, he's like, like, a
2: peer. yeah yeah. and it's but like, he talks and, about
0: he talked about it like he he was raised by the studio you know they yeah. were outsiders and he was like no i want to do i want to make movies that you know are huge i want to you know it's like yeah. he just had a different mentality of like I want to make movies that the studio want. Um, he had like a
2: different ambition that, yes. but he was yes. like, had the same sort of, so he had like that same artfulness, but he had like an ambition to like do something like that was popular. Or it was like, I'm yeah. going to make a thing, you know, and like understanding that like, you know, he is, you know, like he's like a great filmmaker you know, he's not just like pumping out like popcorn movies. Like he's really good at making movies and like (laughs) like, extremely skilled and like artistic in it. But his art was like making these giant film, like making these hugely popular, like very like resonant films, Mm -hmm. like, you know, well, I think that
0: for him it was, you know, he worshiped, the the films of guys like ford and and houston yeah and you know what i mean like he didn't look at those films and and say you know that he wanted to do something different than that he wanted to yeah. elevate that you know what i mean yeah i mean and because scorsese and coppola and those guys were like they were looking more at like foreign films, and it's like, we want to do something outside of the studio. We want to do something well, I mean unacceptable the title of the, book, the
2: studio. Easy Rider, you know, Easy Rider is like yeah. a complete turning back it. on the Ford, Houston, oh, you know, yeah. like this is like what a movie is. A movie does this and that in this order, and like these things happen, and Easy Rider's like, no we're not going to do <laughs> any of those things and it's going to be edited weird and you're going to like
3: yeah well man. it
0: was almost like you know a mistake and yet somehow it became this touchstone culturally and then all of a sudden everything shifted and the studios were like holy fuck what you know this is what people want cuz that's what you have to yeah. like that's what i think the book illustrates really well is like movie hollywood as an entity is is nothing other than chasing the dollar. That's all Hollywood yeah. oh, really for sure. is. Oh, for sure. and filmmakers only have power if audiences go to see their films. It doesn't matter what the films are. It has no mm-hmm. bearing on the artistic quality of the films it doesn't matter how good they are how bad they are it only matters if people go and buy a fucking ticket and the that's reasons, all Hollywood-
1: the reason Quentin Tarantino has been allowed to continue to make movies is because people go see them
0: Absolutely and and yeah. and that's the thing with like Easy Rider it came out and it was a fucking disaster as far as like you know the yeah. making of it and Dennis Hopper's a fucking maniac and but somehow it touched into a moment in time and culturally all of a sudden people lost their fucking minds and there were lines around the block. And so now Hollywood was like, well, fuck, I guess we got to just let these crazy hippies do what the hell they (laughs) want. And, you know, because they're going to make us a shit ton of money. And then all of a sudden you had
1: go to the movies.
0: You had all these, uh, you know, guys like Scorsese and Coppola and and Altman and 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 Schneider and uh, Friedkin and all these yeah. dudes that were Have just like outsiders right? and maniacs. And the Friedkin stuff is dollars.
2: like the Friedkin stuff oh, is yeah. like amazing. Like that movie, what whatever movie it was that they filmed in like South America, where they're the sorcerer trust. Yeah, the sorcerer, which yeah, yeah. is just like an insane movie, but also just the insane. making of it sounds yeah. insane of like yeah. what are we doing you know like like just drive this across this bridge the bridge might collapse i whatever
0: well,
3: like,
0: plus, we'll- plus you remember these guys are all fucking coke fueled oh, i mean yeah. coke Have was popular all in it? the 80s Young. but it was popular in the 70s <laughs> i mean all these dudes were fucking
2: coke animals yeah. and it was Th- just like Thanos. You know, like you're, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever read "Um The Kid Stays in the Picture"? The Robert Evans. I haven't the, read it. I've seen the
0: movie, but I the haven't. Read the book the, is better I've,
2: than the movie. I've read okay, the book. I will
0: it's read good. it. First, yeah. I'll be yeah. I'll read it next for sure. Yeah, great. Um, That's a great there's, movie.
2: There's lots of great um, Godfather stories in that where he talks about like the process oh, yeah. of like of making it and just being like it's funny because you watch the movie and it's almost like too much Robert Evans voice. You know, like, right. and you know, like, but when you read it, it's like you can read a bunch of it, Not and it as... doesn't quite like it's kind of like because it almost becomes like a parody, you know, when you hear so yeah. much of it oh, yeah. and you're just sort of like, Did I, did I respect him? Hell, in 1947, I came to Hollywood and I uh, am yeah. yeah, Robert Evans. Is did just I a like up the did there? No, of your best did I respect father? him? <laughs> yes, did I fear him? hell yes, you know, like, just like, (laughs) you know, just that, like, parody Robert Evans voice.
0: I would love to see what you think about, um, on Paramount Plus, there is a a series called, um, uh, shit, what is it called? Not the God, it's, 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 it's about the making of The Godfather. It's based on the book. The Offer. The Offer. Offer. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. It's called The Offer. Oh,
1: yeah, I've heard things about this. Terrific, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's with, uh, Um, Miles, um, um
0: teller miles teller plays the producer uh i can't think of the producer's name but he was the producer of the godfather but robert evans is in it and coppola is in it and and yeah it's really really good it's it's um you know it's it's probably a little cuter than the reality and you know the the but it's pretty good it's pretty good uh the other book that i read before this one which uh Oh shit. What is the name of it? God. I, um, oh, motherfucker. I, I'll have to look it up, but there's another book. I'll find the name of it because it's, it is probably the best book that I've ever read on Hollywood. As far as just, I burned through it. It was so entertaining to read. Um, and the way that he, the writer wrote it, it was just like, how he weaved all the narratives that he was telling, all the different storylines that he was telling, and uh, but I have to look it up. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the book,
3: uh,
0: but it was, um, it was more about like the '60s uh, mm-hmm. than the '70s. But um, is very good. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up.
2: Can I remember um, the title? No. Will I look it up? Yes. <laughs> will I ever forget it? Never. You know, just and find Robert out the answer to
1: that more. On our next episode. On um, our next episode,
2: uh,
0: I did uh, so. I don't know if you guys saw. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure you didn't, but there was a story in Variety. Um, mm-hmm. By uh, it was about Sandy King Carpenter, the wife of of uh, John Carpenter, um, okay. and the longtime mm-hmm. like editor producer John Carpenter. Um, movies, uh, and I guess she started a comic book company called the uh, Storm King, yeah, Storm King Comics. Um, but the title of the the, the article is Sandy King Carpenter was sick of comic book industry gatekeepers. A decade later, her self started publishing house is scary successful, and it's like this whole thing of like you know, the idea is sort of how nobody this is what she's, nobody wanted us in the comic world king carpenter said this was 10 years ago and they were pretty hostile to what they thought were celebrity uh comics and vanity comics the comic companies themselves thought we were all just stupid um and it was but then <laughs> what i found hilarious about the article is she says that and the whole like premise of the article is the idea that like there was someone keeping her out of comics because people looked at them as just like
2: carpetbaggers or something. Yeah. But then later on, you celebrities, you famous
0: people. Later on, she basically, the, 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 the second two thirds of the article is her talking about how fucking hard it was and how they didn't know anything about making comics and how it took them 10 years to figure out how to make comic books. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. nobody was keeping you out of comic shitheads. You didn't know what you were doing. (laughs) You didn't know what you were doing. Are, are Are you telling
1: me that IDW wouldn't have launched a fucking giant line of John Carpenter comics? If I'm
0: not telling given you given the opportunity. Sandy King Carpenter, King Carpenter is telling you that. Yeah. She's telling you that. Making comics is um, hard. It is. But I guess they have they have some out now. Um, Tail John Carpenter's Tales for Halloween. Um okay. and uh, John Carpenter's Tales of Science Fiction, and then some sort of Storm Kids line of comics. But it's called uh uh oh it looks like Steve Niles is uh writing of that go. one the, the but um, yeah I just thought it was kind of interesting it's just kind of funny that like nobody the wanted gate- us in comics oh by the way we didn't know how to make comics either we didn't know how to do it the gatekeepers of comics kept us out
1: of the industry that we didn't yeah. understand it's, yeah it's always no one will
2: let yeah, me but- make a movie
1: <laughs>
2: do you oh know how to
0: by make the a way I- no no <laughs> Not at all, but that shouldn't stop me from making a movie and being incredibly successful at making a movie when I don't know how to make a movie. Eh. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? you go read
1: that pregnant uh, Joker comic that all the people on Fox (laughs) News are upset about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank God, I forgot about that. Pregnant Joker. (laughs) Everybody's everybody's all up in arms about pregnant joker it's like come
1: so what i would say is if you're upset please tell me the last time that you read not just a batman comic but a comic period a comic period joker and oh by the way can you answer this question how many batman or batman family comics does dc publish each and every month
0: it's more than Uh, 10 too many (laughs) Too many. It's yeah. more
1: than ten. To, I'm sorry. Occasionally, there's going to be some weird shit because they got to pump out a lot of content. Pregnant Joker, yeah. cool. I'll read it.
0: Pregnant Joker. Uh, it have have you? Has anyone uh, read it? I have you not read it really? yet. I
1: don't even know what fucking bat book it's in.
0: Uh, the other book I did look up the title. It's called Pictures at a Revolution: Five Movies in the Birth of New Hollywood. So actually, it was it was about the seventies, but it started in like 1967 and it's basically about um, guess who's coming to dinner. The graduate in the heat of the night, Dr. Doolittle uh, and Bonnie and Clyde. It's the making of those five mm-hmm. movies and how it started the sort of new Hollywood revolution, but it is one of the best written books on Hollywood that I've ever read. It's just so entertaining, such a page turner, the way that he writes it, is just extraordinary it's just it's super super entertaining it's written by mark harris so if you're interested in, in that kind of stuff right. i highly dr. recommend little right really
1: dr Doolittle, really
0: well dr Doolittle was in that era and basically it's those five films were being made in 1967 and okay. it was the it i mean was,
3: that's an this
1: important, is sort of it's an important movie
0: uh it's
1: that, that has be one of these things is not like the others
0: vibe. You have to read it in the context of the rest of the movies and what is going on in Hollywood. That's ah, why okay. it's that included. May, uh-huh.
1: Okay, that um, makes sense. It's a
0: huge disaster of a film. Okay. And it's a, it's a production of is a disaster. It, it bombs. But it's more about the context of that year, 1967. And it was up for, I think, Academy Awards. Both of them, <clears> it was nominated. Those five films were all nominated in 1967 for Best Picture. Oh, and that's, really? what, yeah, ah, okay, that uh, makes sense. So it's the making of those five films, but it's also the book is about how that started the new Hollywood. Like Bonnie and Clyde was really kind of the start of New Hollywood in 1967, but okay. then Easy Rider. So <laughs> if you're going to read, Easy Rider Raging Bulls. Read this one first and then Easy Rider Raging Bulls is like the next chapter of Are Hollywood, they available on Audible? Probably. I I would imagine right. they are. <laughs> uh yeah. Um oh by the way, the uh, uh, pregnant yes, joker
1: man. that is uh the joker the man who stopped laughing number 4.
0: <laughs> Get it on pre- eBay pre- right now.
1: Get it now. Pregnant Joker. <laughs> You because and that's the hilarious thing is that you know that DC and the the creators of this comic, as soon as like the Fox Nation got fucking pissed off about this, they're like, "Oh, awesome! This is great! This thing is going to sell out eight different printings. This is amazing."
0: <laughs> uh, uh. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. that's it's just so fucking silly. It's just it's just dumb. Um. I gotta order. I'm gonna order right now.
1: The person who is who is being quoted and is the most outraged uh, uh, is Ethan Van Sciver. That's the oh really
3: of course
1: anymore is whenever there's you know liberal outrage you know that he can chime in on. That's the only time that you hear about Ethan Van Sciver anymore.
0: Uh, I I uh, yeah. I don't want to get into an Ethan Van Sciver.
3: Uh, discussion
0: but he probably brought it to them he probably brought the fucking story to just so that he could stay relevant Um, yeah yeah. who gives a shit about it's so uh, weird weird. it is I'm going to order the kid pays in the stick oh god no maybe I'm not the paperback is expensive you can't get the (coughs) book anymore
2: Fuck. get it in the library
0: yeah I'll have to get it in the library Use 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 the hoopla maybe the hoopla yeah yeah hey speaking the of paperbacks hoopla. the paperbacks fifty three dollars on amazon holy
1: shit Damn. robert evans bought fuck? up all those copies and he's eBaying them now
0: yeah goddamn
1: uh speaking, speaking of hoopla, of your uh your trade talk book is not on hoopla um we need to uh, we need the- to it's it's the kevin o'neill it's um um martial martial law. law yeah next week next week yeah, let's you do want martial to do it next
3: law. Week? Yeah, we, I, I've well, got. I think my next week is next. Wait,
0: you're uh, not here next week. Oh, two weeks. that's
3: right. That's two right. I'm
1: two weeks.
2: I'm how, yeah, how about two weeks? Throwing week
1: week rock. Two week two countdown. Weeks. Two week countdown. Two weeks. Martial law. Well, what is it? It's your trade talk. Talk about it.
2: I don't know. The first, talk however however about this.
1: Impossible to fucking read comics that you
3: picked.
0: Uh, if you need a copy, call me, uh, or email me, I can send you a copy. Um, (laughs) sometimes, yeah, I don't know where you're going
3: to,
0: I don't know where you're going to get a copy of it, but, uh, yeah. Martial law, the first volume, it's like like 15 Um, years ago,
1: you picking fucking miracle man as this,
0: listen, if you don't have martial law in your library of comics, if you don't own a copy of martial law, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of the great. Comic books uh, ever produced out of out of England, uh, you know, Epic Just Comics, nineteen eighty seven, Kevin O'Neill, uh, Pat Mills. Uh, it's it, it is the it is one of the four informative Formi- comics form- your of my, yeah. Yeah. I would say this this book, um, uh, D.K.R. D.K.R. Watchman and. Um, uh, american Electric. flag um, oh no flag. american okay. flag uh yeah. those were books that changed me as a comic book fan like when i started to f- realize that there were comics that weren't um you know the normal sort of mainstream yeah, spider-man, 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 Spider-Man Fat yeah and yeah. not, not and not that I, you know i still love all that stuff but it was like oh wait a minute you can tell other types of stories in comics and so those were the books this was one of those books that was like what the fuck i never you know i never saw something like this in my life um and it really changed what i thought about comics and and redefined what comics were for me so yeah martial law and american flag those are the books that were just like oh holy shit comics can be so much more than what i thought they were um yeah. at the, you know in the in the 80s as a youth as a youth that was you know um, and
1: and you guys hear me talk about alien legion um is it a great comic? No, not really. Um it's interesting, but that was the book that I was like, "Oh, there are other stories." And that's probably why it still resonates with me, you know, and sticks with yeah. me. You know, uh, Tom, what was that book for you that that first
2: non-superhero
1: book that you read?
2: You know, you guys have to give me far more time to think about these things ahead of time. <laughs> I have to sit there <laughs> And go back over. Oh, fuck, I don't know. It would have been
1: sectars.
2: So it would have been sectars. Sectars was a real awakening for me, emotionally, physically, on every level.
0: Uh, you can get Martial Law, the deluxe hardcover, on Amazon for one hundred and thirty-six dollars if you, if you want to buy that. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to, you want to. I'm just saying. If you're interested. Um, but otherwise, it's I don't not, want to tell it's you not in, right, yeah. it's, it's not, not in a couple of weeks.
1: We'll talk about it in a couple
0: weeks. Oh, you weeks. can't you can get Martial Law, the paperback, Fear and Loathing. I think mm-hmm. that's the first six issues. It's like 25 bucks. you can get it on Amazon. Okay. Look at that. So okay. I can. Yeah. Don't be a fucking I can work bitch about it.
1: I can work with that.
0: Um, I'm,
1: just, I'm a big fan of the hoop one now.
0: I'm still upset with uh, uh, Staros um from top shelf what's that uh chris staros because we talked to chris staros
1: oh and you're like yeah you need to release you need to get the rights and release that right
0: well no and he did but i was like uh i need to know when that book's coming out because i want a copy and he never told me and now it's 136 fucking dollars on amazon god damn it
1: you you can get it. You can buy it on Kindle for for twenty two bucks oh, for the deluxe go. edition.
0: I might buy the the hardcover deluxe edition though, just because why not? Even though I have the one hundred
1: and thirty six dollar the... one,
0: maybe you know what else do I you spend are... money on? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't do spend money
1: on anything. All right, I'm buying. I'm buying the paperback. All
0: right, two weeks. Two, two weeks.
1: weeks. Yeah, because I think it's my pick. Have you right?
0: guys? have you guys read this have you either of you read no i've never read Marshall.
2: oh i have read a few here and there but i can't say i've read it all in one i i'm I'm gonna be really fascinated what you guys
0: think about it uh i think i think you'll like it i i mean it's it's really fucked up but i think you'll like it it's it's yeah uh, i mean nothing else just art the art alone is fucking yeah yeah.
1: I'm very excited about it because it is a it's a blind spot comic to me and so it's yeah I'm actually kind of excited to to read it because it's it's always been there and I've just never never taken it's like Mad Men I've never seen Mad Men it's just always been there
0: now I will say I have not read this in a while it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've gone and read it again but I my my gut feeling is that
1: it It still
0: holds up and it may even be more topical today than than in 1987 you know what i mean like it may be one of those kind i I could be wrong but i would not be surprised is it it dated
1: or prescient because we've had those discussions yeah yeah about stuff it's like was it actually a little prophetic about some shit going on because i feel that way about american flag but oh yeah flag is weird because flag at the same time feels dated because it's very rooted in the eighties. Um, but it also is very pressing. It's very prophetic. Right. Yeah. It's well, this odd, is set.
0: It's a, it's a in like,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. This is set like post-apocalyptic kind of, so it's set sort of in the future. Um, it might be in the past at this point, but uh yeah it'll be interesting i'm 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 really fascinated to see what you guys will have to say about it to okay. be honest all right i'm uh, well, looking for it right. i think i'm
3: gonna
0: yeah I w- i'm looking forward to yeah to discussing it so all right that's, should be in, fun. that's
1: in two weeks um which i won't be here next week you guys get someone uh far uh better looking and more interesting Which won't be a uh a difficult task oh, that's a
0: very short that's a short I'm, list of people yeah
1: of people, but it's a very low bar to get over. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, kind of one of our wandering, meandering episodes. A Little around music, a little around movies, a little around video games. I like. that. Hey, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?
0: All right, what are you do?
1: but uh, next week, you guys, money back. Have a have a guest in uh, in uh, the chair here. Two weeks, probably we're talk not. About the law. You yeah, may, come on you can get a guest get will bring on will
0: oh uh, we could bring on will pytha yeah yeah see if will pytha available yeah he'll we'll so just end up be, talking like, movies well don't talk movies
1: talk, you know mm. he's been known to write a fucking comic book or two so i'm sure this he can is talk comics. This is we're talking about our buddy will, will pyfer if you have not checked out film force 5 do so uh, it's where Will and Brian and sometimes me and other guests talk about uh, our top five movies in a specific genre or topic. Um, we just did, what was the one I was on? Uh, we did a top five box office bust. Which it is like six really good movies that we talk about that just were not great at the box office. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, Coen Brothers, yes, yes, our top, uh, but those
0: players. won't be out, those won't be out for a couple of weeks. The next episode yeah. that'll be out this uh Friday will be Pixar films, Ooh. top five Pixar Ooh. films. Nice, who's the guest yeah. on that one? Uh, Billy Culpa from uh, um, uh, Now in Theaters podcast, nice, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good one. It's a, he's a big Pixar fan, uh, um, oh, and uh. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a huge fan of Film Force Five. He's he is maybe the the number one fan number one. of the Film Force Five podcast. <laughs> <Number one>. Nice. <laughs> he love. Yeah, he's, he's number a one. Fan, but oh. nice, nice.
1: Uh, actually, uh, actually, the facilities guy at uh, the Toast Curling Club huge fan. Jake is awesome, huge. and uh, Jake does a movie podcast. We'll talk about it on the next show.
0: Oh, uh, nice. We'll have, yeah, but, yeah. we'll have to get him on. We'll have to get him. Oh,
1: Jake, yeah, Jake's actually Jake. So we've been trading manga because I gave him what was the uh the one that uh the uh Tom Cruise movie was based on? Um like it's, it's the the mission is kill or something like that for Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, something like that.
1: So I gave him that manga I mean, and he is borrowed me out the Deadpool manga.
0: Oh, I didn't know that such no. a thing uh, existed.
1: Yeah, so I've got stayed. some some Deadpool Samurai uh, Volumes 1 and 2, which uh, he told me it's basically Deadpool teaming up with a bunch of manga superheroes. And it's all done, yeah, it's Japanese manga with Deadpool. And so maybe I'll talk about that in a couple weeks as well. It looks pretty cool.
0: Very nice. Cool. Sounds cool.
1: All right. All right. So next week, uh, uh you guys are just hanging out two weeks, martial we'll law. Uh, in the meantime,
0: in between time, we'll be everywhere in. Head around. around come on. No, true Biscani. it sounds like a like a biscotti isn't that a like a biscotti isn't that a isn't you have that, that with your coffee a, a little biscotti a little, a a a biscani. little i want to i'd like a like a, a nice caramel biscotti please with my my chai latte and a biscotti
3: no